This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! edition of the Iams podcast Jack Fritz I have not fact checked this but I'm going to say it anyway for the first time in the history of the Iams podcast the Phillies won 3 or 4 against the Marlins I'm sure that's right it's probably pretty close how about it buddy well on this podcast we only use our eyes we are big eye test guys <laughs> and my eyes tell me that there is absolutely no shot they'd ever taken 3 or 4 from the Marlins especially James when we needed it, and boy, oh, did we need it! How about them winning a game it? we needed? Like what? what? How about two? They won technically two on Sunday that we needed, and and just got it done in workmanlike fashion. It was like they handled business, Jack. This the is Phillies? not the Phillies team I know. The Phillies taking care of business? No. Is that allowed? No. Yeah. yeah. What? All right. All right. All right. Let's just get to it. Yes. Because you're you're in, buddy. Oh, I mean, we, listen. You know, it's obviously a bit on the show. The oh, Jack Fritz is back in, but like, like you keep coming up to me at work, being and like, this is the most excited I've been about Phillies team since 2011. Um, I'm so ready. Let's go. Like you're just like fully, like not a toe in the water, not a foot in the water. You just like cannonballed right in, dude. And it's like. <sighs> It's about time I was right, you know. It's about time. <laughs> it's about time they gave me something to be happy about and give. Like, dude, it's just so refreshing waking up every day, and and just they're not making me miserable. Like even when they even when they lose, I'm not miserable because I because I just think that they're they're starting to figure it out. Like they're starting to become a real baseball team, and for the first time during this podcast, they they feel real. They feel good. Like they feel. They feel like they've turned that corner. They they're having fun and and like, dude. It, I I just honestly, honestly, I don't know how you watch them. And if you watch them the way that we watch them, and the way a lot of the city does, I don't know how you watch this baseball team and don't believe because they look different. This is different. This isn't the team that we had seen for most of this year and for last year and the year before that. And then listen, I get it. There's been a lot of pain, a lot of heartbreak, but I don't know how you watch the team and the way they're playing right now. The the workmanlike fashion they're going about the game, the fun they're having, their stars are being their stars, and you don't believe. And you don't believe because they are they are playing really good. They are finally living up to what they've been saying. And they have a really easy second half schedule. Like if they don't make the playoffs at this point, I will be woefully disappointed. Woefully disappointed. It's just it's it's a really good place to be at. People are getting excited again. I feel some buzz. Like I just I just hope that I hope that it starts showing up in the attendance. I mean, twenty thousand yesterday was disappointing, but I get it. There's two games and whatnot. So um, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm really happy and and for the first time. You know, I believe. I, I like really believe. I, I believed in the past, and and we've all gone on on our hot streaks, but this is two or three weeks of them playing consistent, good, solid baseball, and it's just it's it's great to see. You're so in. Oh, I mean, how so could you in. not be? How could you not be so in? How could you not be in? Like it's 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 slapping you in the face, and the only thing that is making you afraid to go all in, James, is because of the past. And you know what? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to get over the past and look towards the future and just 
Just just see what is staring you right in the face. And that is that the Phillies are a good baseball team. Uh, <laughs> I, I am uh, I'm excited. Oh, uh, don't do uh, this. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do the, oh, oh, they've hurt me. Come on. Just go in. What, what, just get hurt again. It's okay. You'll bounce I back. I know, but it hurts. Oh. Look, it's yo, it's breaking their way. It's breaking. I mean, the fact that they're in the only division in baseball right now where they wouldn't be like at least six games, seven games back in is just a, a friggin' miracle. Like it is a miracle that that the toughest division in baseball we all thought it was gonna be is just not the toughest division. Yeah, it turned out to be the, it turned out to be the yeah. NFC East. And Jack Fritz got Jacob DeGrom hurt. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. Uh, the password said, change I mean, worked again. We're just gonna, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Francisco Lindor's hurt. Things are breaking their way, Jack. Look, I am. Um, I am. I, I do believe in this team in the sense that I, I agree with the. I think they're. I think they're a good baseball team. I, I, I think they're on the cusp of getting to that point where I'm fully all in where you're at. I'm not quite there yet. I, I need to see it a little more. Look, four straight series wins is exciting. Two straight on the road. But I'm 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 really close. I'm really close to getting all in. Oh, and, and then I, you're going to do, I, oh, they got to do this. Oh, they got to do that. Oh, this new litmus test. You keep raising the bar. You know, yes, I, thought, yes, I thought the Red Sox series is, was the litmus test. Above two games over 500. Oh, would you stop? That's 10 of their last 14. Four straight series wins. God. Just go in. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to believe in the Phillies. Yeah. I know. Famous last words. Famous last words. I know. It's like there's a lot of scar tissue here. Plus, it seems whenever we do one of these pods, they come out the next day, and whoever we talk about just like, uh, you know, Brad Miller hitting three home runs in a game or Hector Neris yeah. blowing a save, or it just feels like one of us should play it a little safe. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you. You can play it safe. <laughs> you can play it safe. But I am like I am right, cannonballing right. into the deep end. Before we before we talk a little bit about the Marlins series, but like how deep in are you in terms of like look, the talk for the next two weeks, and obviously it's dependent on how they play, if they, you know, just crap the bed and fall out of it. It's a different discussion, but I, I don't think any of us think that's going to happen. Certainly not with the Braves and that's on the schedule coming up, but like, let's say they play at this, this pace right now and they continue to stay right there with the Mets and gain games and they're three, four five games above 500, whatever it is come two weeks from now. Like, where are you at? What should this team do? Are you, are you like all in, all in? Obviously Mick Abel's untouchable. We've talked mm-hmm. about that on the pod. That is not changing, but are you like, are you trading Bryson Stott? Are you trading Alec Bohm? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is your level of all inness right now? Um, let's just say, and I, I even I don't know if I really believe this, but like, <laughs> but like, I like that you gave the qualifier there because you've said many a things before on this podcast that you could have given that qualifier for. I know. I'm just saying, I and this was my first reaction after the game yesterday. And that was bleep it, make the make the <laughs> make the Brian and Kimble, Kimble, uh, Krimble, Krimble, Craig Kimbrel. Kimbrel, 
Make that trade. And and you're the one messing up a name. Just No, that was me messing it up. That wasn't that wasn't saying, saying the name wrong. That wasn't saying the name wrong. That was not just Anthony Rendon. That was Ke- Craig Kimbrell that I was messing up. I say it right. I accidentally put the R first and got tongue tied. Okay. But whatever happened to that Anthony Rendon guy? Yeah, I never heard of him. Um, but yeah, no, like my, my first reaction after the game yesterday was like, screw it, make the deal. Like, I mean, you're telling me that if they add Chris Bryan and Craig Kimbrell to this team, that they're not the top three team in the NL, uh, you're crazy. Um, but I, you know, I would, I would do any trade if it's the right deal. Like Mick Abel's untouchable, but if you can, oh God. But if you want to use him along with someone else to get like Jose Ramirez from the Indians, oh, buddy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Um, but like Uh, I am, I listen, here's my general feeling is that for a freaking decade, I have been sitting here watching terrible baseball over and over and over again. And for the first time, I believe that we are actually watching a team that deserves to be in the playoffs. That is good enough to be in the playoffs. And I just think that, you know, there has to be some level of, of, Thinking about the fans when it goes, and I, I, it's a hard way to to view it. But the fans have been through a lot, and the it's been a long time. And I know prospects, and I love prospects, but you got to give something up and go for it because the fans deserve it, and I think the guys deserve it. Like if you, <laughs> Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins, and I'm sure other guys in that clubhouse, clubhouse have basically been pleading. The front office, like if we get if we get us back in this race and we prove to you that we're a consistent good baseball team, and they bring in the this year's version of Jose Bautista and and Estrubo Cabrera and Wilson Ramos, I just I think, forgot I forgot about Jose Bautista. I know, and I forgot that happened. I think you run the risk of of losing the locker room, and they say, "Why are we even here?" So it might hurt to give up prospects, and I get it, and I think it will, but. They have a chance here to really bring baseball back and really get this city fired up and really just kind of take a shot. And it would be, I think it would be detrimental not to. So I don't know what I'm willing to give up. Like, I would have to see the deal first. Um, I think we should do our perfect trade deadline next week and we can kind of put out our deals and what we would do. But I just think that for where this team is at, you got to kind of look past what you have to give up and just look at the 10 years of baseball that we have sat through and 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 the the players really giving the ownership their first chance of like all right they've proven to us we got to we got to step it up for them and and it'll hurt prospect wise but man like if they if we don't we don't this or if they bring in just fringe players i just think that the the, the team in the city will just be like all right well what what are we even doing here yeah, I look, I think it's a really good point, but it is that is a balance. I mean, it is I think you and I would both agree the single most important thing for the Philadelphia Phillies now and for the next 10 years and the next 20 years is drafting and developing. Like that's it. That's the number one thing. It is the single thing that has made them the worst team in the history of organized sports in North America. You know what I mean? It's the reason they were the first to 10,000, 11,000 losses. That's the reason. It's the reason they've only had two periods of sustained success in their history. Since 1883, they had the late 70s through the early 80s and the the 07-11. That's it. A few outlier years here and there, and it's just been bad that entire time. So, look, I agree with you from a, 
I do think you make a lot of sense, and particularly talking about the guys in that clubhouse. You bring Bryce Harper, you go get JT, bring Zach Wheeler, you pay these guys a lot of money, you make a commitment to them, and they make a commitment to you. And part of that commitment is if we hold up our end of the bargain, you got to hold up your end of the bargain too, and that means adding to a team if we have a chance. I just... Look, anything can happen when you're in the playoffs and all those cliches and stuff. I know. It, I know. Ju- it just doesn't feel like this is a World Series team. I mean, even with Kimbrell and, and Bryant, like, yes, I think you have a better shot, obviously, but I still don't think they're they're certainly not the best team in but baseball. But why do they, ha- why do they have to be a World Series They team? don't have to be. They don't have to be. I do think there is value in making the playoffs. I think there's value for the fan base. I think there's value for the guys on the team. I think there's values for, for the organization from a business perspective. I, 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 I get it. I'm not totally poo-pooing your point. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think a lot of what you're saying is right. I just think it's really hard to look at this team and say, trade away the few prospects you have. Like, I think it's hard to do. Like, I think the the real solution to this, the, the real solution is John Middleton needs to open up his wallet. I mean, that's the real thing. Like, find deals where you could take on salary. Give up a lesser prospect than you would have to if you don't take on a, a I'm not going to curse, Jack, a bleep ton of money. Like, that's the kind of stuff they need to be willing to do because they need to find ways to add without gutting the 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 few top-tier type prospects you have. And look, ultimately on a basic level, and we cannot say this about the Phillies, we, at this podcast, as Brian Barberheads and as believers in the player development staff they've developed, can say, you know what, you should be okay to trade prospects away because the guys down there are going to replenish. Like, they're going to draft well, they're going to develop well, so it's okay to be able to get rid of guys. It's just... That hasn't happened yet. They have not done that, you know, as an organization yet. So the few you have are are important. And we see it when a guy like Spencer Howard came and make the majors. Like it shows how not having those type of prospects can really hurt your major league club and force you into situations where you have to go and trade for guys and all that type of stuff. So I I agree with everything you said. I just think it's a very fine line the way they go about it. They're in a precarious spot as organiza- as an organization in that way. Yeah, and 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 they're kind of stuck in like a, I guess better talent wise than what the Sixers were before the process. But that's kind of where they're at. I mean, they are a they are a a couple games above five hundred baseball team. But I just think that I just think you made a good point about Barber because I do believe that more and more talent is going to be coming through the organization. And I think if you, if you gave up some pieces, I think they'll be fine. I think I think that. For the first time in a while, I actually believe in the players down there that are, are players and player development staff and the guys picking those players. Um, and I think that's massive. But it's been so long, and I just think there it's been such an emotional toll. It's been a long decade. And really, everything is just breaking right for them to go in and, and really try and really try and go for it and, and, and get the job done. And, you know... Everyone loves talking about the old days, and and I do too. Um, but if you go, and I I don't know if they're gonna do it, whatever. But man, if they got freaking Chris Bryant here to put in that, like, and I and this is where this is where I know I struggle with as a, as a Phillies fan because I don't I hate I I hate giving up prospects because I love them like they I, they're all on my tweet deck. I see everything they do. Like I, I love following them. I love following all the teams. I pay for uh, MILB TV. Like, it's my thing. I love them. <laughs> but, dude, imagine Chris Bryan in that lineup. Like, just um, like just taking all the prospects out, taking all of that out, that he's a rental, and I get it. 
But holy crap, dude. If you roll out a lineup of, I mean, I don't know how they would do it, but Segura, Bryant, Real Muto, Harper, Didi, Hoskins, like, like it just goes on and on. I mean, like, you know, I mean, if you put them in center field, like McCutcheon, like, dude, I mean, that's that's an insane lineup. Like, that's an absolutely insane lineup. And if you make the Kimbrel trade too, then you have an actual lockdown closure for the next year and a half, which you haven't had in, since like Papelbon. So it's just you got to kind of hope and you got to kind of dream and you got to kind of just put away the thought of the prospects you're giving up and just think about how much fun that would be to, to, to watch that team go to work every single night. And if you add those guys and you sign Hamels or you make another move for a starter, like why can't that team make at least the NLCS? Like why can't they? Like, th- well, I think they could in that case. Yeah. I mean, especially if you figure like the NL West team, you know, is going to play the most likely, you know, play the wild card team because they'll have the best record. So it doesn't shake out great for, for that. It, but it shakes out well for the Phillies because if they win the division, there's a decent chance they're playing the Brewers. They could be the Brewers. Yeah. With that team that uh, you know you're talking about, they, they could be the Brewers. They could. And plus they own the Brewers in the playoffs. But um those 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 first three for the Brewers and their rotation is just sick. Um it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um James, I just I, I I'm just I'm in the I'm in the portion where I'm dreaming. And I'm, I'm I well, I can tell. I know. I mean, I, logic to the wind, caution to the wind, blow it. Let's just go, dude. It's let's been go. too long. It's just, it's just been too uh, long. Look, I get it. I, I'm, I, I honestly look. I don't think we, you know, everyone who listens to this pod knows if they trade for Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell, no matter what the price is, we're going to come on this pod and be super excited about the baseball team we're going to get to watch play. But I mean, with Bryant, like, I feel like you have gotta have some sort of contract discussion in place like yeah. you've got to really try and resign that guy if you're gonna give up anything of value for him. what do you think it takes what tight let's do it just for the phillies what does it take for the philadelphia phillies to get chris bryan and craig kimber on the trade? what do they give up uh i think it's i think it's boom first of all i do think it's boom yeah, which would I agree. which would definitely hurt um it, that's tough man i mean I talk about booming a piece in this line for the next decade batting 330 and stuff like it's tough. It's and it's, it's just he's struggling. See, that's the thing. It's like if they trade Bohm, like a lot of like the average Phillies fans like, ah, God, thanks, get rid of him. I can't believe we got Brian for him. And like the real Phillies fans are like, oh man, yeah. You want to talk about one that could come back to bite us, especially if Chris Bryant doesn't resign here, and then you're trading for for half a season of Brian and Kimbrell, and it's like, oh cool, we gave up Alec Bohm for that. Like, great. Like that's sweet. Like I don't know. I know. No, it's 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 a really it's a really tough one to to, to swallow. Um, and if they're giving up Bohm, I really hope that they're having contract negotiation discussions. Like you you have to. They have to. You cannot you cannot trade Alec Bohm without having Bryant locked. Like you cannot do it. Like you can't you can't trade him for half a season of Chris Bryant. That would be like that would be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so listen, I mean, it, again, it would be a it would be a really really tough pill to swallow. Uh, giving up giving up Bohm. Um, and then after that, like if I, if I'm putting Bohm on the table, like first off, I would do it. I would try to do it without giving up Bohm. First of all, like I would give up, I would give up Stott. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You give up Stott before Bohm. Bohm's proved it at the major league level, even if he's struggling now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That uh, was a bigger prospect to begin with. Yeah, he was. Um, so if it's, if it's just, if it's, if it's Bohm as the big headliner, I would give like Bohm, Marshawn, 
Like I'm, I'm using Marshawn in a deal this this deadline, no matter what. Marshawn, yeah, that's it. That's the best trade chip. Like most definitively used trade chip they have. Right. Um. And then one of the pitching prospects, I would give him the next best pitching prospect, not named Francisco Morales. So you know, after that, uh, and not Painter because they just drafted him. But um, I don't know. Like I, I genuinely, I don't know. Like I would give up Stott if I was giving no bomb, I'll go like Stott Morales, and then. One of my guys in like the the fifteen range, you know, like uh, I'll still give up Marshawn. So that, that would be three top that would be three top ten prospects for for Brian and Kimbrel. It would be Morales, Stott, and Marshawn. Yeah, I mean that's probably not enough, right? Probably I mean, not. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 tough because I obviously I, I think I think uh, like I think Francis Morales is going to be awesome. So, um, but yeah. My head, my head is, my head is definitely in the camp of. Listen, it's been a long You're time. You're all in. It's just, dude, and I, I just, you know, I and I get the prospect thing. It's just like, man, it's been forever. It's just, it's been forever. They, they are starting to prove that they're a good baseball team. Like the way they won on Sunday with the, with the JT thing, with the JT walk off. It's like, mm. you know, there was, there's multiple times yesterday where a guy would, would get them in position and they wouldn't do a job. And then they would step right up. The guy behind him would step up, and they would they would win the game. Um, you know, JT was on the verge of not doing that, and then he hit the ball out of the ballpark. Um, there was a there was a uh, play on uh, in the second game where like I think I think Segura got the bunt down or whatever. Segura did, and Maton had a great bunt in the second game too. Right, he, but he got the yeah. he got the bunt down, and then who I think JT got out, and then I think someone picked him up later. And I was like, see, that's that's playing team baseball. That's 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 picking up your teammate who didn't get the job done in that scenario they're they're playing game they're playing the game smart like they're they're it's not just they're relying on the beginning to get stuff done the double steal yesterday was obviously dumb but it was like you know they're starting to, to create other ways to win win games um and like you know if you add if you add more talent and you add to to this core why not the fills all right, we'll save uh, like our perfect trade deadline moves for next week. Like you said, I think that's yeah. a great pod. But, but the only other name that's been thrown out there. So we'll, we'll get to. I guess this is kind of a a lead into the Marlins recap in a way too, because dude just crushed us all weekend. If it weren't you know, if it weren't for him on the team, I think we actually would have swept all four and had no problem doing it. Uh, John Heyman connects the Phillies to Starling Marte too. Obviously, you know dominating the Phillies in a Marlins uniform. Unbelievable. His entire career there in, in Florida, it seems. But, uh, you know, plus center fielder, really good bat, can run, you know, a really, really, really nice player and, and could be their starting center fielder. Uh, rental guy, contract up at the end of the year. What do you think about that rumor that, that the Phillies connected the starting Marte to? Uh, I love it. I mean, it's funny because I, I didn't even know he was like 33 years old. Like, he feels younger, right? feels yeah. like 30, 31, yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, he feels younger than that and he still's getting the job done. I mean, it feels like he is just consistently barreling everything up and just like talk about being a perfect the perfect fit. I mean, yeah. he's a he's a phenomenal defender. He steals bags, he hits for a good average, hits for some pop. He is a career 400 hitter at Citizens Bank Park. 400 <laughs> like with like a, with like a thousand plus OPS like it's ridiculous what he does the yeah, well, bank felt like he went like 12 for 14 in the series over the weekend it was unreal and play yeah oh my gosh he is he is he just kills us he's a he's an underrated Philly killer 
And, you know, if that's like I, with the Marte thing, I would obviously love it. But is that really the big move they need to make? Like, just like if I'm if I'm putting my chips in on a big trade, is it for Marte? Like, would you rather have, for example, would you rather have Marte or Kimbrell? Um, uh, well, it's an interesting question. I think I'd rather, honestly, I, I, I think I'd rather have Marte, but I, I'm guessing most people would say Kimbrel. I, I think Mar- Marte's a really good baseball player, and I, I think, I think he's a better baseball player than Craig Kimbrel, and he helps you more than Craig Kimbrel. But I get it. Kimbrel signed for another year, so that probably makes him a little more, or you know, club option for another year. So that probably adds a little more value depending on you know how much you want to spend. Um, I, I think I'd rather have Marte, but I get it that, that the vast majority of Phillies fans would say a closer. Yeah, and, and center field is definitely important, and, and Marte would help this team a lot. And, and again, if you think about the lineup with Marte in it, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was doing. That's a, that's a, that's a real lineup. And, and to be fair, um, he, would, he would impact every game, not just... Through... That was my thought. Right. That's why when you said it, it's hard for me to take any, you know, any, you know, relief pitcher over the the everyday player yeah exactly so and uh yeah i get it um and he's a rental so like i don't know like i don't know what the best prospect i would give up in a, in a Marte deal like i feel like it'd be less is more my well point it than, would definitely be less i just don't know yeah. what level like again Marshawn. you know you want me you want Marshawn? Yeah, let's just trade all our catcher prospects seriously. to marlins seriously yeah. i mean boy Jorge Alfaro is just Dude, terrible behind the dish. Was was not missing him, buddy. I mean, he he is a definition of like a showcase player, where like yeah. the power Tools. is the power Tools. is insane. The athleticism is really good. The throwing the ball like yeah. rope, frozen ropes down the line. Yeah, it's like, but, oh, but this guy. man, like the 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 pass balls on Sunday were just ridiculous. Were oh, buddy, the the one that uh, Terea scored on was just like, I, I mean horrendous catching yes yes so um yeah Marte would Marte would be awesome I would probably rather trade for I would rather trade for Marte than Buxton just because I tr- I oh for sure I trust him to stay healthy yeah and I'm not giving up the prospects that it would take to get to get Buxton I'd rather give him up for Marte um but yeah I just like I'm very like the way that the way that Dombrowski was talking today you know it does feel yeah, like buddy. they're kind of planning something here um, they're doing something they're, I mean, Dombrowski basically said, like, we're in. We're adding, like, flat out. Yeah, there was no hesitation. There was no, like, no. well, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, there was no equivocating. It was not like, well, let me see what happens over the next two weeks. If we keep winning series, I'm going to have to look around. He was like, yeah, no, we're in. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be doing something, so right. be ready. It's, it's almost like he was saying to the camera, you don't bring me in to rebuild, pal. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, and you know, who's never going to have an, if we don't, we don't quote Dave Dombrowski, like that guy, that guy knows how to talk for a microphone. So, um, it's just going to, it's going to be fascinating what he does. I mean, uh, you know, it makes me nervous that, that it'll be him versus Farhan for Kimbrell, according to Nightingale. Um, you know, cause Farhan. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh, That, that last one didn't work out so well. Yeah. So that, that makes me nervous, but He's a guy that that had that routinely goes for it, and you know he made the Steve Pierce move in 2018. That was like a really obvious good fit move, and and ended up being the World Series MVP. Like if there's one thing that Dave Dombrowski should be good at, and I think is good at, is is 
finding the guys that round out a roster and help win ball games. I mean, look at the guys on this team right now. I mean, Brad Miller's back. He's helping this team. Ronald Torres, I know that was a lot of Girardi, but still, I mean, he's a baseball player. Luke Williams, another another example of the uh, of this. Travis Jankowski, who again, like, couldn't have made a worse first impression, but now is like, like. Yeah, we're at the point where people hero. are saying he should be the starting center fielder. Yeah, which is rid- it's like, ridiculous. St- but. Slow, slow it down. All right. So, Travis Jankowski is delightful coming off your bench. He, he is. is. I love him coming off the bench. Love that's him. that's about it. He's. I mean, he's not going to bat three ninety or whatever he's batting right now. But seventy five, Jack. Three seventy five. But but a, a very smart baseball player. Um, and just does all. Yeah, who? It's, it's a funny funny way to phrase it because you know literally the dumbest intro to the Phillies yes. that you could possibly have. Yes. Um. So. All right. I, all right, we're, we'll obviously talk more deadline moving forward quickly before uh, we get to the take bag and stuff. Um, any other, obviously we've kind of talked about it in, in a macro sense, but any specific takeaways from the Marlins series you wanted to highlight? Uh, I really thought Vinny was good. Um, you know, he kind of responded to what happened in Boston last week. Well, yeah. yeah. And again, like if he could just do that, like it doesn't have to be unbelievable. It doesn't have to be like, you got to go dominate, give us seven innings, just pump strikes, Mix in the curveball, have a good change up, and just just get the job done. You know, just just give us five innings, man. It's literally all we need. It all we need is five innings from Vince Velasquez, and everything is just it's just fine. Like it's just fine. We're not I'm not asking for the world. You know, just just give, just give me a decent start. Give me a decent start, and then it's just like it is quite annoying that the Phillies only win the Met more and Vince Velasquez starts, but I know. that's neither here nor there. Um, so I thought he was good though. I mean, if he can just consistently get the curveball over, which I know is a big ask, um, and the changeup stays within the zone long enough to, to where hitters can, can at least think it's a real pitch. Like that's, that's a, a pretty good, pretty good setup for him. So, um, you know, I just, I just, I need it. I need, I need more, uh, from, from Vinny. I need more of that. So, um, the, the range, I'm not, I don't know about you, but I'm not worried about Ranger. You know, I mean, Saturday obviously wasn't. Great. It was one outing, yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not after one outing. Worried. No, and it was one outing, and also like, you know, the Phillies have left like a hundred runners on base. Like they, they had a lot of opportunities to break that game wide open. They didn't take advantage of it. He made a bad pitch to Jesus Aguilar, and he did what he did. And and he, he pitched the day before. Like I'm definitely not getting too concerned about it, which he hasn't done. I mean, he hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't shown the um, you know, he's he's been molded as a starter for most of his uh, most of his career. I thought it was impressive that uh, that Bailey Falter bounced back and and came into a situation on Sunday where the game was getting a little bit tight and just came in and got the job done. I thought that was really really good, really good um, for his growth and, and stuff like that. Um, how about Hector? Hector! Hector! I mean, two massive innings on Saturday. Um, two scoreless, and then Sunday, just quick and easy, and and out of there in the ninth. Starting to throw his slider more, like thank God. I mean, like, and I and I get it. Like when you're closing games, you want to go with what you can trust, and maybe you know bouncing him down to to pitching in in mop up stuff, and that let him work on his stuff, so he feels more confident in it. But the reason why I, I was really high on Hector heading into the years because I thought he was going to have that slider, and he kind of got away from it, so. It was good to see. It's good to see him starting to use that pitch more and more because, again, I mean, it's it's a really hard three pitch sequence to to stay on top of if he's going fastball, splitter, slider, you know, 
all off the same arm slot. So um, it's good that he's doing that more and more. And, uh, you know, I I still w- I want Ranger to be the closer for the time being, but Hector bouncing back and being a good um, pitcher for this team would be massive. So, and finally, uh, we real are, quick, just yeah. on Hector, I, I just want to put it out there that I'm really excited for Hector to be awesome for like 10 outings in a row, get put back in the closer role, you know, be the closer again, and then break our heart in the most painful way possible yeah. as soon as we're on board. Like that is how it'll play out. Anything that makes us look bad is yeah. what will happen. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um, and finally, not worried about Zach Wheeler. That's all I got to say. I'm not worried about yeah. Zach Wheeler. He's going to be fine. Well, you only have one bad inning. Again, it wasn't a great start overall. He clearly didn't have his best stuff, but it is interesting out. He's only had three not great starts this year, and two of them, one was that that three inning, you know, really short outing. Uh, but the other two, he, it was just one bad inning. Like it was the that six innings, four runs, where he gave up the four runs in the first inning that one time, and then, you know, gutted through six, and then again, you know, one bad inning and still guts through six, ends up getting a win. You know, even the the bad Zach Wheeler starts are still pretty serviceable. Yeah, I mean, listen, four innings or uh, six innings, four runs, I'll take uh, when he doesn't have his best stuff. And hey, you know, it's about time that the offense picks him up. I mean, he's been unbelievable all yeah. year. So how about it? What a what a thought. Get yeah. get your Cy Young contender a win or two. What a thought. Um, other takeaway from the Marlins series was uh, Andrew McCutcheon going to catch that ball and like jumping to do it was amazing. I oh yeah, I, oh yeah. Andrew McCutcheon has talked many times about how he wants to play past his birthday, um, and he's obviously been to the playoffs a couple times. I just. I need a deep run for Kutch. Like I just, I just love that guy, and and the fact that he's playing well and like hitting tanks um, is good to see. But like how much fun he's having playing baseball is is almost insane to see. So I love him. Get him to the playoffs. Well, yeah, with you. Do it for Kutch. Are we doing a do it for Kutch thing? Even though he's been there a couple of times. <laughs> I know. Do it for Kutch. Do it yeah. for Kutch. But- how about this? Let's get Kutch a ring. How about that? Yeah. Make, yeah. Make the Brian Kimball trade. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. You got, What do you got? Any uh, take back action? Uh, There is a player that I have coveted for a long time that was designated for assignment by the Pirates today. And I, I would just like to say, Dave, for me, bring me Kyle Crick. I... Oh, Kyle Crick got designated. Dude, yeah, I know. And a couple years ago, he was disgusting. Yeah, he was an all-star, I think, a couple years ago. His slider is still in the 3,000-plus RPMs, which need that. And I would just like, take a shot. I mean, take a shot on Kyle Crick. Um, yeah, I think I think, yeah, I think, think him working with Cotham and what they have here is better than what they have in Pittsburgh. I, I mean, I don't watch Pirates games, so like, I haven't seen him this year. But that slider has been disgusting forever, and I would love for them to take a shot on him. Yeah, we've talked many times on this show about Kyle Crick. Kyle Crick is a name that has been said. Why not? That seems like a big time why not for me. Why not Crick? Uh, why not Crick? Also, do you say Crick or Creek? I say Creek, like, because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Crick is. What do you say? Crick is weird to hear. Yeah, it, it doesn't really it, make sense. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's not the word. Yeah, it's Spelt literally, it. there's not a spelling of it anywhere. Yeah. It's that, creep. That, I'm happy you brought that up because that's one of the worst. Like the, 
Wooder, I, I'm okay with that. I get it. Like, I've lived here long enough. You know, Mary for Murray or whatever. But Crick Creek, no. Like, it just, it's too, you're taking it too far. It, it, it's not okay, Jack. I agree. I I'm, agree. I, I, you know, don't say Crick to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so you know? if you're at High Hopes Night next Saturday. Yes! Jack, look at you. Yes. What a pro. You're High welcome. Hopes Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. No problem. Uh, High Hope Sight, come hang out with us. Miller Light is uh, giving us a bunch of tickets, and you can register for them. We'll put the link into the pod bio here. I got to remember to do that, Jack, so don't let me forget. Okay. Put the link bio. Uh, look at the link. Register for tickets. We'll be there. We'll be hanging out. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great night there. So register for tickets, all thanks to Miller Light. Yes, and I, uh, uh, I, awesome. I grabbed some Miller Light over the weekend. Thoroughly enjoying it. It's it, you know I'm usually I'm usually a big heavy craft beer you know uh, Jackie IPA some call me um, so I've been enjoying having some Miller Lights they go down smooth and uh, we'll enjoy some of them Saturday so uh, yeah look I'm actually a, a big fan of the Miller Lights I figured that was more my speed than than your speed right. I could take some light beer down Jack I, I can uh, would never I can bring you. it yeah would yeah, never I can you. bring it buddy you ever been a funnel guy. No, no, just drink the beer. Oh, just buddy. drink the beer. You don't have buddy, to do the funnel. You are missing out Why? on funnels. What am I missing? Why can't I just sit there and drink the beer? This is always my thing in college. Like everyone would be like, "Well, why don't you do the? Why don't you come do a funnel?" I'm like, no, dude, I'm just gonna sit here and drink the beer. Like that. Why do I have to? You're, why do I have to? You're such an old man. But like, it's ridiculous. Why? Just drink they're the beer. Fun, Jack, why are they it's fun? fun. Sorry for having fun, Jack. But why is it fun? What is fun about funneling beer? It's like a communal activity. You do with your buds. You're like, fill it up again. You do the whole Frank the Tank thing. It's a blast. Yeah, that's not my definition of fun. I got to be honest with you. Oh, buddy. I like to. I'm not trying to be cranky old man. But that's. I mean, it, it is funny considering you ripped me for being like old man guy and all that. When in reality, like, you are way more old manny than I am. Well, here's the thing. Is I am how I am. And I believe yes, in what I believe. We know. We know. And I just don't see like why. Why would I do that? Like why would I do that? Just, just, just go drink the beer. That's what I do. And I'll have, probably have more than you. All right, champ. So oh, you know. Look at you. Not really, you, big dog. Not you. I'm saying in general. Mm. You know, when people back in the mm. day were like, funnel. No, I don't need, listen, I don't need, I don't need other people's pressure. I'm just, you know, if you don't like me, you don't like me. Well, I actually agree with that. I'm very big on, uh, you know, doing your own thing and marching the beat of your own that's, drum, Jack. That's what I do, pal. That's Being what comfortable I do. in your own skin, Jack. Right. If I could teach Zoe one lesson in life, it's, it's to teach her to be comfortable in her own skin. I think it's so important. I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. So yeah. me, not a big funnel guy. I don't. Okay. I don't need to inject the beer you know, into my system that's faster. Fair. That's fair. You, 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 you've sold me on this with your, with your, be your own man thing. I, I respect it. Thank I you. like funnels. So I know you do. I know if you. If anyone do. ever wants to funnel beers, come to me and not Jack. Uh, definitely don't come to me. It's a great way to win my heart. Walk up to me with a funnel and a Miller Light. We're gonna be good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, pal. <laughs> I gotta be honest. You're almost forty. It's it might I don't know don't how much tell longer Dan, don't tell anyone. I don't know how much longer you can keep that one up. So. I know, I know. This is uh, to be fair, it's been a while since I've funneled. I won't I won't lie. It's yeah. been a 
been a few years since I funneled to beer. Would you but, say uh, that it's been longer than the Phillies playoff drop? Uh, no, I've de- definitely had a funnel in okay. the last decade. Yeah, okay. for sure. Multiple. If the Phillies make the playoffs, will you do a funnel? Oh, my God. Yes, of course. A hundred percent, I will. Hmm. We might have to turn this into something. Yeah, could we? I'm in. Miller Lite, you listening? Whatever you want to turn this into, we're here. Yeah. We will- we'll funnel. If the Phillies make the playoffs, I'll funnel. How about that? Oh, buddy. Yeah. 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 But like only this. if Miller Lite's involved. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah, perfect. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's good. So coming out with this high, up, high hopes night, uh, maybe we'll funnel beers. Probably not that night. Don't think they can be brought into the stadium. No, but I will drink Miller Lite with you. Yes. I can promise you that. Yeah, and we'll talk. I mean, listen, if they want to break out rally towels on Saturday, I'm all for it. I could use a nice rally towel in my life. Um, I need Rally your- towels already, huh? <laughs> I know. It's July. Wow, Jack, that's a stretch, buddy. I know. I don't care. I literally don't care. Uh, how about Jalen Ortiz? Hit a what, four hundred ninety-eight feet. Oh, I mean, he is—he's got twelve homers on the year in that ballpark, which is not great for hitters. And I would like to see him in Reading. And I know people have written him off because he's not—he was in the same class as you know. Vlad Guerrero Jr. and, I don't know, some guy named Juan Soto and, you know, another guy named Fernando Tatis Jr. and, you know, pretty good class. Good? Yeah, it's a pretty good class. Good? And we do have Jalen Ortiz. But that doesn't mean he can't be something. And he can see now, which is great. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited. I hope he goes to Reading because I think at Reading he could put up, like, a ton of homers. But a 498-foot homer is a serious homer. Yeah, that's a that's like a metal bat homer, Jack. Yeah. Is what that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get him in the home run derby. And, yeah. Oh, and uh, mm, Mickey Money, excellent ten game hitting streak. Oh, why not Mick? I mean, he's batting three fifty. Why not Mick? Don't like let Mickey get hot. So uh, it's actually good to see though. It's good to see the minor league hitters are are, are coming around because it a really slow start to the season. Um, but we're starting to see some really interesting numbers getting put up down there. So. Um, like Daniel Brito is having an unbelievable year. So it's been fun. It's been fun. And you want to know the cool part about Mick Abel is like, dude, they just say, Hey, tonight you're throwing mostly fastballs. He's like, all right, cool. Here's six dominant innings. Hey Mick tonight, work on the slider a little bit. Bang. Here's more dominance. It's like, Hey Mick, why don't you pitch backwards tonight? He's like, all right, cool. Like they, their development plan for him is awesome. Like people, people will look at if you look at the ERA, it's gonna be like, ah, oh, well, that's not that impressive. But if you really break it down, like, dude, their talent, they're they're having him work on like individual things every start and just focus on that because it's more important to develop those pitches than like have minor league success. And like, he just does it and is still good at it. Like, he is a special talent. He is a special talent, and I just can't wait. I just can't wait. It. I can't wait. He is awesome. So, um, yeah, that's your that's your your minor league uh, recap. Untouchable, Mick Abel. Well, unless you can get like Jose Ramirez. Untouchable, Jack. I have to have it in my life someday. I need to see Mick Abel in a Phillies uniform on CBS after they buy the rights to baseball and have Jim Nance. Oh, here we go. The Mick Abel game. I, yeah. I must have it, Jack. That is something that has to happen. Yeah, well, I'm good. At, if that's the case, I'm good. But, um, yeah. Also, I think the Phils have signed, like, 
every of their draft pick except for two. So that's good to see as well. That is good. That is good. You got anything else? <sighs> They're $4 million under the luxury tax. John. So is that it? That's what we got to work with? John, it's time. It's yeah, time. Yeah, you got to go over. Go over, buddy. It's time. Pay the tax. Yes. Yeah, pay the tax. That, 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 that If we can leave this podcast with one message and one message only, pay the tax. Bang. He's Fritz himself, so we'll see you later.